Man, I just wanted to do a podcast about something we all could relate to and that I could speak to specifically. And that's about being broke, bro. Welcome to the Broke Stops here. I'm your host, Dame Grant. And um, yeah, wow, no words for what we just recorded with the one, the only, Kendale Hamlet, a.k.a. Ken Hamlet. Sounds illustrious, sounds elegant, sounds prominent, sounds royalty, right, Hamlet? And those words also describe the episode because it felt like we did illustrious, royal, elegant topics that we covered in the episode. Episodes within episodes, I want to call it. Like, do you want to hear about... Ken's son's financial future pertaining to strip clubs? Well, you will. You want to hear about Ken's rejection at the ATM? You will. You want to hear about how to fuck up a road trip with bad financial planning? You will. Do you want to hear about fraudulent charges? You will. Do you want to hear about Ken and his wife living in a trap house? You will. You will. You will. With that being said, and without further ado, please take a listen. I grew up like we were poor poor when I was a kid and then as we got older my parents started making more and more money until we were like upper middle class so we went from being like broke in the hood to being upper middle class by the time I was like in high school and so uh, in my mindset I was like oh when I start making more money I, there was a point where I was making more than what my mom was making mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I was close to what my dad was making in a year and I was like I'm still broke like this, <laughs> this don't make sense. I don't own a house. They were thriving, I bet. You know, what I, I mean, mean, yeah, they, they were doing had, all right. Yeah, they <laughs> had great spending habits. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, way better spending habits than me. I was, I'm like, oh man, we going out. I'm drinking, I'm turning up at the the turn up is real. Like that is the oh, this generation, our generation. I don't. How old are you? Uh, forty. Okay, never mind. You, uh, dang man, <laughs> black no crack. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, our generation. You, you, my parents' generation. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> nah. Oh, God, um, hilarious. But like my generation, that's like the thing. Turn up is real. And then like all of my friends are very successful. They all work at like freaking eBay and yeah. Microsoft and Amazon. And like they all have these great jobs. So sure. they're turning up. I'm trying to match what they're at. And it's like we just end up spending so much money on the drinking. And I, yeah. I started looking at how much I was spending at the bar. I was uh. spending almost $500 a month easily every single month and like on a crazy month where i have like a lot of shows i'm spending like upwards of a thousand dollars in a month at the bar and then that's not even talking like strip clubs like yeah that's a whole nother part of the that's another that's a separate budget in a different yeah. make account so my wife don't get mad <laughs> was it was it like a turning point yeah there was definitely a turning point i was like you can't be spending six seven hundred dollars a month on booze we were just talking about that, about how, like, you can just find yourself spending money, especially, you know, if you don't have shit going on, like, oh yeah, and you got money to spend. You or if you just... do have shit going on, then it's worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then everything is a celebration. And you're like, oh, cool, man. Uh, you just made it a month at your job. Let's go out and drink. Like, that's it, just the, <laughs> Any reason. Yeah, the spending habits, man. And then, like, you start liking more expensive things. I remember... Uh, when I was in college, I had a job with uh, Department of Human Services, which was like a pretty good job for a college kid. 
so I remember like specifically going from shopping at like JC Penney's to then shopping at Macy's all the time. <laughs> there was absolutely no reason to do that besides the fact that I started making more money. Yeah. It's the same, same things, man. I went from making like $9 an hour going, I'm living life, I'm doing all right. <laughs> Being broke, but then making like $13, $14 an hour from the next job, and then the next job making $19, $20 an hour, and then just kept going up, but I continued to be in the same space, like no matter what was happening. Yeah. Like, it was just stupid shit like that all the time. Was there a night that stood out to you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do there, was, there was a night, uh, me and my best friend, he was in my wedding, uh, Tracy, me and him go back. We've been friends since kindergarten. Okay. Uh, this had to been five, six years ago at this point now. Uh, we were in Oregon. He came out to a show with me. It was my first show where I got to headline. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to drive out with you. Nice. Then we go to a strip club afterwards. Like we drove an hour and a half to a strip club and we spent collectively probably like three bands, $3,000. Like, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a normal fucking person. We spent $3,000 in one night. And it wasn't a great strip club, which Yeah, I've been to a nice one, yeah. It was not a great strip. It wasn't like one where you're like, oh yeah, this is worth it. It was like, what the hell was I doing? Like, what? Just because I had my extra money at the time, I was like, oh, I just made a couple hundred bucks on this show. I'm feeling oh. good. And then I had some money in my bank account because I've been doing a lot of shows on the road and stuff. Yeah. And I, afterwards, I was like, bro, we spent so much money tonight. And he was like, bro, we had a good time, though. <laughs> like, I remember just going to, there was a point where we were at the ATM. I had just spent, like, just through, I was making it rain. And my, my homie was like, bro. bro, I think we spent enough money. And I was like, no, I got to go back to the ATM. <laughs> I still got to go back. He was nah. like, bro, nah, you you good, man. Because I had already had cash on me because I was like, I'm going to go have some fun this weekend. Sure. We, uh, I went to the ATM and I hit my withdrawal limit. Oh, and that was when I was like, oh, man, I spent too much money here tonight. Like, that was the moment. We Even got the bank hard. cut you off. Yeah, the bank was like, no, nah, you don't want to do this, man. <laughs> like, you got other part of your life going on. Like, you can't do this. And then just throwing money. <laughs> I, it was such a stupid night. Such a stupid night. The thing was, my mom was a manager at a bank. So, like, we learned mm. really young, like, the skills to, like, save money, build your credit. And then as I got older, I was just like, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> just spend well, that's, it. That's uh, just losers. Yeah, exactly. Like, who cares, man? I have the mentality now. Now where I'm like money comes and money goes yeah earlier I was just being like frivolous with it and now I'm like all right if I enjoy something or I want to do something don't let money be a reason to not let you do that but then I'm also like now I have a son so my mindset has changed like all right I got to make sure I invest and I got to make sure that I do things so my son if he wants to do that kind of stupid shit he can and it's not going to affect him like that's the mm -hmm. I want him to be in that rapper money where he can <laughs> just go spend three thousand dollars at the strip club and be like that was great wasn't it like I don't have to wake up the next day and look like damn I spent all my savings account. yeah yeah I think that was like the biggest thing for me was having a kid my kid is in gymnastics and soccer He's a year and a half old. Like, <laughs> he's, you know what I mean? Exactly, man. You can't do that in other places, man. He's fucking, he's a year and a half old playing, doing gymnastics and soccer with other year and a half old kids. And because Chicago, you can do you can, that kind of stuff. That's a Chicago dream. You can do it all. <laughs> you can do it all, man. You can be one you and a half. Go to strip clubs, go to uh, baby soccer. <laughs> <laughs> at, at 18 months, I, she said baby strip club. <laughs> I misread some lips. Oh, man. Yeah. R. Kelly was like, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about like something you missed, though. 
I definitely you know, miss splurging at strip clubs. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely miss them nights. Those nights was great. There's <laughs> nothing that compares to feeling like a baller in a strip club, man. Oh, man. <laughs> did you, you have the money gun? Did you did you buy the man, money gun? Man, well, where were you at when I was sending this one? That would have been All genius. different generation. Man, <laughs> you should have had the money gun. Uh, the money gun would have been. I didn't have that. That would have been clutch. Now my mindset has changed. Like Before, I was like, I don't got nothing. Like I Sure, my wife, but like. Yeah. We're good. Like we Gucci. Like everything is paid for. We got a nice spot. Like we went out and that was after we lived in the trap house. We went and got a nice little loft on the water and shit. Both of us had fantastic jobs, so it was for us being that young and being professionals. Like it was just it living it endless. Up. Yeah. Well, I think we might have missed out on you just dropped a key word, the trap house. Oh, the trap house. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I think you need to backtrack that <laughs> yeah, on yeah. this story. So that story. So. <laughs> And I felt so bad because we were living in New York. My wife had uh, like a government job working for the military base. So we moved out to New York and I had just, I was like a year into comedy at that point. So it was a great situation for the both of us. She was doing fitness, did some Nike modeling and all that stuff. And so we moved out to New York, great situation. Uh, But I got out there and I was like homesick and I just didn't want to be out there. Uh, So then we moved back to Washington. We were looking at Denver or Washington. And we were like, all right, we want to start a family sometime soon. So we went back home to Washington. Then my aunt was like, hey, I got a place where you can live. And I was like, sure, yeah, what, what is it? We'll figure it out. And she was like, it's $900 a month because that's the mortgage. So I was like, easy, 900? We were just paying 1,900. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah, all day, let's do it. And uh, <laughs> we move in, it's a big house, like 2,400 square feet. Huge. Um, and, huge house and you're and you're in the seattle area right? it's tacoma so like uh suburb of seattle 2400 square feet is a big house though yeah out there. like and, it's, and, a, it's a big it's and a big typically house. it's pricey in that now it's super enough. pricey yeah. so we uh moved into this place and it was i mean it was a fixer-upper it wasn't a nice house but it was decent for us to like start off and go but then things started going wrong what was the first the hot water tank went out and then the heat went out in the house and we were like, yeah, we'll just put heaters in that. Like, we'll just use, like, portable heaters. And then as we're plugging up the heaters in different sockets, they're just burning out. Like, the sockets are just burning out. The house is having all kinds of electrical issues. We lived there for, like, four months, maybe five. Uh, By the end of that, we had three sockets that worked. Short-circuited. Short-circuited everything. Uh, and it wasn't, like, a quick, like, turn on. The, it was just, it was all, like, knob and tube <laughs> electric uh, stuff. So it was just burnt out, screwed up. And we were just living <laughs> in a trap house with no electricity, no heat, no hot water. Uh, we just had the oven on. If you have ever been around poor black people, they just yes. turned the oven on and it opened the oven. <laughs> my, my mom had to just come up. She thought that was a heat. He's That's like, not a heat. heat but turn the oven on like, like you're not winning here. yeah it's still expensive mom <laughs> and so we're in this big old giant house yeah. with only two rooms that could stay warm was the room across from the kitchen because the the oven would heat just enough across there and then the one plug that worked in the downstairs area was the plug that we plugged the heater in oh, in our room yeah it was rough how did things get better from that? What like was there one day you're like, oh my god, the sockets are now working? Well, did uh, you it was a culmination of things. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, my wife was like, I'm not doing this no oh, more, and I was sense. like, but we saving money. And then my wife was just like, we need to move, and I moved from New York, giving up everything that I wanted to be out here. So you have to move to a place that I want to move to. So then we moved into a nice like little loft building on the water, and I had just. I quit one job and got a better job, and that was the job where I was making a lot of money. Right, right. And so I was like, we can afford it. Let's do it. So then we moved over there, and things got really good for a while, and we were saving money and, like, being smart about it. But then we just started being stupid about money and stuff. And and then you said that you guys are thinking about moving to Denver. 
Yes. At the time, Denver was affordable still. Yeah, uh, it was. Because I considered moving there before I, before I moved here. It's sunny 360 ago. days out of the year or something like that. Like 300 days out of the year. Yeah. It's still, it's cold, but it's like sunny though. So like you're not getting the cloudy, gloomy weather that you get in the Northwest. Right. And uh, it's just not worth it. For me personally, I wouldn't want to live out there. And there's no black people out there. Like that's also. In Denver? <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I thought, but like I was fooled. Oh, there's a pocket. There's definitely a pocket, <laughs> yeah. but I want to, like Chicago is like, you can oh, go yeah. to black neighborhoods. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of black. So that was like a huge thing for me too. New York and Chicago, both hella black. Atlanta, hella, hella black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's like a thing. I don't want to raise my kid. Uh, I love white people. I don't want to. <laughs> 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 you gotta throw Love it y'all, out man. There. Love y'all. <laughs> You're my friends. You're my friends. I promise. But I, I just uh, <laughs> no, I want to raise. My, yeah, I just want to raise my kid around other black kids. Like I don't want him to be the token because yeah, I, yeah. I I because I grew up around. Like I said, my my life story is like we were super poor, so we grew up in like predominantly black neighborhoods, and then. As we started making more money, which was just a coincidence also, like, we just didn't want to go to the school with my parents. It was a whole compromise, whole situation. Sure. Uh, so we ended up going to, like, one of the whitest schools in my city. And it, uh, then I just didn't have any, like, I had one black friend, two black friends. And one of them I knew from elementary school. So Oh, so, yeah, like, you didn't, your bubble didn't expand. You exactly. With it, yeah. And that's funny, you know, me being from the Midwest, mm-hmm. I also assumed there were no black people in Seattle. No, it's not, man. I was in a pocket. Like, Tacoma is a, <laughs> like, yeah. Tacoma is a, is, was a black or city. Now Tacoma. it's gentrified as shit. Yeah, yeah. Tacoma is gentrified. Uh, the thing is, when I bought, so the property that we bought that we sold before we moved out here used to be in the hood. The railroad tracks where all the bloods used to hang out at. So it was the 30 this block is- area. It was all bloods on that whole side of town. And so the the neighborhood that I bought my house in was heavy gang activity. You. And now it's like white people with dreadlocks, like (laughs) (laughs) and and chickens. Again, being from the Midwest, gang life in the Seattle Tacoma area is blowing my mind. I'm like, I never. Gang life is serious. Back, uh, they call it to Compton is what a lot of people like to refer (laughs) to to it. It was uh, gang life was serious, man. All my friends growing up were uh, a lot of my friends. I don't say all of them, but a lot of my friends were gangbangers. So I got friends that are locked up serving life right now. I got some friends that didn't make it. So it was, uh, wow, gang life man. was real in the Northwest. In the Northwest. It seems like, like everybody's like, oh, it's just fucking hippies and stuff. Like, nah, in Tacoma. I know. That's <laughs> when you said there were no black people in Denver. I'm like, that's the pop calling the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you live in Washington, <laughs> you live in man. Washington, what? Nah, Tacoma was like a special <laughs> Even Seattle has a lot of, like, they had a lot of gang stuff, but Tacoma specifically, though, was known. Like, Hilltop Crips, Eastside Bloods. Like, it was, it was, yeah. uh, wow. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. We had GDs. We had it was, GDs. we had everything. It was we had knockouts. That I don't even know what that gang was. They had I've like never royal. heard of them. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole bunch of gangs. Knockouts. Out there. Yeah, knockouts, GDs, Hoover Crips, uh, Hilltop Crips, uh, Bloods, Washington. We had we had the whole uh, a smorgasbord of gang <laughs> activity, if you will. <laughs> yeah. A but plethora, a plethora of, of gang <laughs> affiliation. <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. If I can I give the people a tip to live oh, by? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Spend the money while you got it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> be uh be smart about your money. Thing I like to do now is save 10% of every paycheck. Put it away somewhere else. Don't even put it in an account that you have access to. Put it away somewhere else. Don't d- get a savings account somewhere else. Don't keep the card. Just put the money away. And then before you know it, you look up 5 years from now, you got 10k. In a bank account somewhere, so yeah, that's like the the biggest thing. Save your money, just ten percent. That's such a small amount. 
It is such a small 10 amount. Bucks it doesn't of even hundred matter. or exactly. Hundred of a if you make fifteen hundred in a pay period, that's one hundred fifty dollars. You put that away. Put a hundred of it away. Don't put fifty of it away. Yeah. By the end of the year, you're gonna have five hundred dollars. By the end of ten years, yeah, some money saved up. So I I came across one I saw like this. Uh, these were like uh, I think some nieces and nephews of mine. They did one where they were like they would start with five bucks and then they would double that each yeah, week. Yeah. So like I say five, the next week I save ten, the next week I save twenty, then I did forty, and then I did I like eighty. That. Yeah, you know, and I was like, oh, it's like really cool, you know? Yeah, like that, it's that, uh, something small. Or just there. save the use cash and save the change everywhere you go. Save the change, then put that away. Oh yeah. Oh, I always yeah. I never give change. Not to say I never tip. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm not tipping <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I work just like you work. I'm not getting no tips. <laughs> I'm just killing the stereotypes right now. I do tip. I just always keep. So I do change. tip. I just don't tip that well. I <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna t- keep most of this. I'm a 12 to 15 percent range. I'm not a 20 percent tipper. Yeah. I apologize. But yeah, keeping the change is like a huge thing. I've, so I, I I try to spend cash now. I'll like keep cash on me so I can yeah. keep that change and just like throw the change in a jar. For that sure. was like what we would spend Christmas money on that. That was my thing that my parents did. Okay. Which now thinking back on it, I'm like, why did you guys make us count all these freaking change? Like they would have a big old like a big jar like freaking three feet tall like two and a half feet wide just a jar yeah. filled with change and we had to count all of the coins it was a great idea but now i'm thinking about it like Damn. this is just slave labor like you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they got machines for this what are like, we oh, you guys hate us i see what it is <laughs> what trying to do. yeah <laughs> he's, scared, he's scared in the system. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite memories still to this day i love that and i try yeah. to do some of it now but well, if your son's mm. in soccer and gym, I don't know if he got time. No, nah, we don't got time to count coins. No, he, yeah, he's beyond that. He's yeah. like, this is strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're trying to give me to count, you so know what to do. Just give me $50, that. put it in a strip club fund. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. You know yeah. what to do. So where, where, can, uh, where can people find you? How, you know, how do people stay in touch and, and connected with you? Yeah, man. Uh, so my, my, my website, uh, if you want to see more of me, my website is uh, bigblackschlongs.com. That's bigblackshlongs.com. Uh, it's not a joke. That's really my website. And if you're, if you're afraid to type in bigblackschlongs.com, you can just type in Kendale Hamlet, K-E-N-D-A-L-E-H-A-M-L-E-T-T.com. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is uh, Ken Hamlet. Uh, Instagram is my favorite right now, so... Check me out on there. And I got a cartoon coming out. Really? Working on a cartoon called uh, My Drunken Life. So, yeah, check out that. I mean, you are drinking Maker's Mark right now. So (laughs) Exactly, man. Every day I'm drinking, man. Uh, Hey, gotta love that. Hey, but I drink at home. Fiscally responsible. (laughs) Free game. Free game. Yeah, free game. Ken, thanks for coming out, man. We really appreciate having you, and uh, best of luck. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me out, man. Oh, man, I want to thank the incredible Kendall Hamlet for swinging through and sharing one of his many illustrious life stories. If you'd like to follow the fiscally responsible Ken Hamlet, you can do so at his website that he stated. I didn't. BigBlackSchlongs.com. Or if that makes you uncomfy, just type in Kendall with a K, Hamlet with two T's.com. You can also follow him on IG, which is his favorite platform, and listen to his podcast, A Drunken Night Out. Please support us. Okay? I want to thank you, though. Most importantly, for being a listener to the Broke Stops here. Always, you are highly valued. You can follow us 
for promos, behind-the-scenes footage on IG and Twitter, the Brooks Out Here podcast. And if you really like what you're doing, please follow, subscribe, download on any platform that you find a podcast because we need your support. Thank you again. If you uh, are interested in pursuing your own podcast passion, we hope you produce. We just started a studio here in downtown Chicago in the West Loop at the WeWork building. Message me for details, please. And as always, being broke builds character. So please stay broke, but not forever. Forever.